Hi everyone, welcome to the LCF Careers podcast series, Careers in Fashion. And I'm Seth White. And we're part of the careers team. Uh, welcome to the new LCF Careers podcast series, Careers in Fashion. Today we'll be exploring job search strategies uh, with help from our guest speaker, Susanna Mierschek, who will be giving you some useful tips and tricks for effective job seeking. Um, Susanna, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and also um, your role at the moment? Hey, I'm Susanna. Um, I came to London to uh, pursue a career mm-hmm. in fashion and um, start um, studying in LCF, doing fashion business course and then ended up doing production management course mm-hmm. and since um, I graduated I actually being lucky got some jobs in production and, okay. and development. Did you find it difficult uh, find a position you were interested in applying for? <laughs> at the beginning of your career, so as soon as you graduated, um, how did you find that? Mm, I would say it wasn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I started thinking what I want to do whenever I was um, on my final year. I was really involved in my final project and decided to go to different conferences, trade shows. Um, the last conference I was was a fashion summit in Copenhagen and I just uh, talked to my ex- um, employer mm-hmm. uh, from Ethical Upper Africa okay. and uh, we just chat and I initially got job offer this is how actually I started working in production. Mm-hmm. So wow. I went to Ghana and uh, I was there almost a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there I decided to come back to London. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning it was more of me working in um, on the ground with workers mm-hmm. and literally um, checking production line and solving ground problems as well as developing samples Mm. Um, and then I decided that I want to do more development in within business so I decided to go to London and find something here. You went to when you went to Ghana it's kind of stepping outside your comfort zone I imagine? Um, I think so maybe a little bit but the fact that um, I'm from Poland Uh and I moved to London it's just change is quite natural for me. It was just a challenge and I think I wanted to try something different. Okay. So That sounds very different. Yeah. Um, and that role you actually got through networking? Yes. That initial role? Yes. Okay. So, okay. Fantastic. Um, yeah, just chatting. And how did you find out about that uh, networking event? Um, I think basically just uh, doing project um, on more oh, sustainable yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Fashion Summit is pretty well known, so um, I just want to be involved and Copenhagen's like within Europe, it's so easy to go to Paris, to Berlin, anywhere, so I thought that it's a good opportunity, so. Mm. 
Um, so you've mentioned quite a bit about networking. So obviously you've got to be quite confident to go and just, you know, network yeah. with new people. Um, what about online methods? Were there many, uh, was there many sort of strategies that you used online, like um, maybe jobs boards or um, LinkedIn? Did you use any of those sorts of tools when you were looking for work? Um, at the beginning, I wasn't uh, using LinkedIn as much. Okay. Um, first of all, I wasn't, I didn't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And then there are a couple sessions that actually, I think LCF Careers yeah. had how to create a good LinkedIn profile. Um, and then um, there was like fashion work here or something. Yeah, fashion work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found it good for, I think, more internships mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, I think just reading articles, mm-hmm. um, going through um, websites like data um, databases like yeah. WGSN yeah. is really good uh, they really promote like really cool brands or trends also I think websites like businesses fashion mm. drapers mm. are so popular among employers and candidates it's good to kind of see what is out there so we can understand what people are looking for as well Mm, that's quite useful so when you say what people are looking for do you mean um, maybe more along the lines of um, like job adverts job specifications yeah Yeah, exactly so uh, you can actually compare your experience and if you're still at uni you know maybe that you're lacking of that then maybe you can ask your tutor to advise you about how I can approach um, learning that skill uh, to understand what the market is offering and what you need to do to be attractive for the market I guess. I think that's really really good advice so um, that's something that LCF Careers would recommend you know have a look at future roles things that you want to do maybe in two three years if you have a look now at the adverts and like you said maybe pick out all of the key skills you know they want you to be very strong at illustrator very strong at InDesign or whatever the skills are and you feel like oh maybe I'm not too confident with that now it's something you can actually work yeah, towards definitely. and develop yeah because those things always takes time yeah it develops from there yeah definitely this gives us a really great opportunity to look at this week's review of lcf careers live our exclusive jobs board yeah so we have loads of really great opportunities that have been added uh, recently uh, specifically for placement and short-term work experience so all first and second years uh, be sure to check these out There's also currently around 400 graduate roles available as well as our favourites this week which are a merchandising administration assistant role with Reese. We have a senior creative pattern cutter with uh, Ralph and Russo. And we also have a digital photographer position with Matches Fashion. Um, I guess one of the things that we wanted to touch upon today are Uh, confidence and resilience Mm -hmm. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about maybe some of the challenges that you faced um, so far maybe in the industry Hmm. Um, I think industry has its own pressure Mm. so it depends what brand you can look at it in sort of a variety of different ways so like you said the industry or depending on what brand you're working mm. for they will have their own sorts of kind of pressures and that sort of thing and whether it be the work hours or the expectations or you know perhaps you're creating products that you don't actually 
want to create that sort of thing. I think, so. I think this is it. Like sometimes yeah. you work with brands that you actually don't necessarily like, mm. but actually in the, at the beginning, whenever I think you're starting career, you cannot be too picky in terms of the brand and product because essentially I've been learning in different jobs, different things. I didn't realize at first that in one job I'll learn how to be more efficient with time, and another I'll learn more about product and quality, and um, learning in the brand that I don't necessarily like the product, I, I'm learning how to deal with it and just like do the job and do the job good. And have an open mind, would you say as well? Definitely. And that probably is the same for when you are applying for jobs. At the very beginning, whenever I had to find a job, I wanted to find the right job okay. and the brand that I really like mm. working. But after not even longer than a week, I thought that it's not the best way of thinking because when you don't like the brand or you don't like maybe the structure you always learn mm-hmm. yeah you ex- by going somewhere where you may not have thought of more may not want to go you experience different things which is that can be really useful yes yeah. yes exactly was there any company um, when you applied to and they were impressed by by your method of application um, mm, I think I I applied to Adidas, um, that was a program, a one-year program that um, I think was like product development and a year experience, but it was working Mm. across um, departments within the product development and um, the application itself for me was quite difficult because you had to, uh, well, documents you had to gather documents yeah. you had to write cover letter but also you had to uh, provide a video of yourself mm. um, 30 seconds <laughs> and that was a little bit challenging but um, I I just kind of like went with I think ProCut or some of like that okay. the, um, the program that mm. does the video I don't even not yeah. the name, but somehow I used it and I managed to do the video and um, ended up like after, I don't know, three stages, I ended up in the, um, in the assessment center. So it's kind of, I think, being a little bit showing the creative side of you as well, uh, making the video, um, I guess, answering question, like maybe they were impressed with whatever I could do mm-hmm. even I'm more business-minded person, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the video application um, is something that quite a few brands are picking up on. So I know Adidas do that, um, Nike do that as well. Mm-hmm. They don't mind if you actually do it as a selfie video. So yeah. even if you just you know hold your iPhone, record yourself. And I think just to see your creativity and mm-hmm. see how you feel being put on the spot as well, you know, with a camera. Um, I think ASOS do bits and bobs like that as well. Yeah, I think bigger brands. Bigger brands. I think it's understandable because amount of applications they yeah. have, you need to stand out. Mm. Uh, and um, also the fact that they're asking for it, it's just they know that it's going to take them 30 seconds to, to watch it and decide it rather than actually going through 
whatever the documentation somebody mm. sent. So it's easier for both sides, and mm. I think I think it's it can be actually easier, especially for people in another culture fashion. Mm. They're creative. Like, yeah, it's to, more fun, I think, yeah. as well. A bit more. Um, of it's a like different a, way to do an application and I think um, whoever's looking at it like you said um, it will take up less time um, mm. and it's just a bit of a fun approach so I think yeah. the companies mm. that use that are normally the kind of bigger brands that are a bit more forward thinking um, with their applications so they don't want to do the traditional cover letter yeah. CV um, so I'm sure there'll be a time when everyone's doing that but we're probably just not there yet. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. And it was uh, quite fun. It was a little project, mm. and uh, just a different way of uh, expressing yourself. Mm. Because through writing, yeah, you can say anything. Mm. So, so if you had to give maybe like a message of encouragement to students that now are in a position where they are job hunting, what sort of advice would you give them? Going with knowledge, um, you'll just understand more and be more efficient I guess mm -hmm. at work but usually you just learn as you go on the job they kind of so throw you in the deep yeah. end and you have yeah. to kind of figure it out yeah but it's yeah. it's okay because employers actually they understand even there is a job mm -hmm. spec if you're like assistant or super entry uh, level and they're asking for 10 different yeah. skills mm -hmm. and you have maybe five they know that actually you have five, but they, it's good to have more, but mm. they understand that you're here to learn. And, um, and I think maybe this is what I was a little bit afraid at the beginning, yeah. that I'm not good enough, but I didn't realize that actually, um, if you're going to good employer, to good team, they're always gonna support you if you have really good attitude and yeah. you're you're working so yeah so um your personality is is really important and um i think a lot of the skills you, you mentioned um is something that grows and they don't expect in the job description they don't expect you to have everything but and sometimes you have misconceptions in the sense oh, i don't want to apply for that position because i don't have all those things listed on the job descriptions yeah. uh, when you, you really can it, you can apply for those positions because yeah, if you show transferable skills and stuff like that. Um. Definitely. Uh, whenever I moved to London uh -huh. first, I study and I work in retail at the same time. Yeah. And whenever I was uh, the first job, I work um, with a little more premium brand. Mm -hmm. So um, I was trying to, um, let's say, upgrade my skills going to more premium brands yeah. because my idea was that I prefer to work with more luxury brands that they would have a development and design mm -hmm. within uh, their own company. I was a student and I didn't really have um, opportunity to work in head office or in design purely. Um, I work in retail so I will be close to the product and close to the customer and close to the business from the other side so I would actually understand how it works and then uh, whenever I had my interviews for more like design and production, I could always say that I understand customer and I understand uh, the market. So I could actually take uh, 
that retail experience to kind of transfer that I have knowledge and understand how everything works and experience that actually uh, employers are looking for as well. It's not only how good you're an illustrator, but if you don't know what kind of product you want to um, design or what kind of materials you want to choose, it's kind of pointless to yeah. know illustrators were good. Like you can be a good um, assistant to do sketches, but I don't know, I think most of people are more ambitious. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. You have to understand that when there's a job uh, you're going for, you have to understand what the job actually is. Yeah. So, you know, what, when they're going to ask you questions, you kind of expect them because you, you know enough about the job. Yeah. And yes. I think the point that you made about transferable skills is so important yeah. because, mm-hmm. you know, there will be many um, students that are doing retail jobs and they think, oh, this isn't, mm-hmm. how's this going to help me? It's not industry experience directly. But actually, like you said, you have. Um, information about the customer, uh, information about the product, um, and then really basic things, um, you know, soft skills like teamworking, communication, yeah. customer That's service. So I think there's so many soft skills, like mm. you said, that you can gain from being in a retail job that you can then apply to um, the industry, uh, whether you are a garment technologist or an assistant designer or head designer. Mm-hmm. These are, I guess, the key transferable skills that will follow you every single job yes. that you go to. So I think that's really important that you've mentioned that. Um, so what would you say are your plans for, for the future? Mm. That's a big question. That's a big question for now, I guess. Obviously, um, you've made the transition, haven't you, from working for a company to yes. now, I guess, freelancing so well, yes. and doing agency work. So how have you found that transition? Um, so I wasn't looking for it. It just happened. Mm. I lost a job mm. and then um, I had to figure out how to get back to whatever I'm doing because I'm a garment tech. Um, I've been doing that for uh, no longer than two years, so not as much experience. So, um, and when you I say thought, lose a job, that was due to a redundancy, wasn't yes, it? Okay. Yes. You didn't do anything to get kicked out of the job. No, no, no. <laughs> it was redundancy. No. Yeah. Okay, so okay. there was restructuring uh, happening mm. in the company, and yeah, it just uh, happened. It didn't happen only to me, but to more experienced people, to less experienced. Wow, okay. So it was. Um, a little bit more broad than that. When I would say that it can happen and um, to anyone, to anyone, yeah. and actually, um, apparently, this industry has this kind of situation that things like that happen so often, mm. and people either changing the jobs because they're either getting redundant or they're getting fired. I know mm. there's a lot of uh, rotation mm, within yeah. um, fashion industry and people actually deciding to move on as well. Even within a year or two mm. being at work, which is not that much. Mm. People are ju- just changing jobs. So. There isn't really like a job for life anymore. People yeah. are you're chopping and changing and yeah. doing a year here and a year there. And you know, you've yeah. got people that want to now transition into freelance or perhaps create their own brand. So yeah, I think there's a lot exactly. of movement. What actually happened was that um, I really create a really good LinkedIn profile because people were coming to me asking oh, for if I'm interested, mm. um, asking if 
uh, I want to have interview and mainly there are recruiters okay and um, because I think this is the main tool for them mm. at the moment yeah so um, I just took opportunity because one of the recruiters she was actually recruiting for temping um, role mm-hmm. and because temping are the roles that you need to start immediately um, but I think it's interesting that through LinkedIn you have people now contacting you recruiters contacting you asking yeah. you to come in so um, it shows that that's quite a useful useful tool it is it is I think it's also the market today mm. of market of uh, employment let's say it's more kind of driven by people that are looking for jobs because I think companies are at the moment it's tough time for companies in not necessarily in fashion but it's just it's really good to have um trusted employee and good candidate um candidate that works hard and um want to be in the industry so um i think people are looking for people using recruiters and recruiters are using platforms like LinkedIn. So. Okay, so how did, how would you sum up like how you've overcome those challenges? Um, I think just being persistent. I think it's important to have a vision yeah. of yourself just like on the end, things changing because even businesses are changing yeah. and mm-hmm. structure is changing and your role job is changing. But I think it's always good to have like a plan ahead wherever you want to end it up how are you getting there it's just happening and it's actually happening by itself always kind of maybe halfway stop and rethink if i'm going the good direction if i'm still going the direction that i want to go um so persistence and also just having a strategy maybe and having some kind of plan I think as well maybe general strategy but like not like a whole five yeah, ten year yeah. plan but yeah. kind of having yeah, some idea having idea you definitely start with something that um, you really enjoy mm-hmm. and you're passionate about read a lot of articles yeah. um, and find those little places where um, Know, places or companies that um, are connected to your interest area. And in terms of your uh, interests, like how did you kind of grow in, into knowing which area of interests really uh, fascinated you? Mm, I think it's just uh, the topic of course, I guess. Um, yeah. I had to propose my final uh, year project. Mm-hmm. Um, there was discussion in yeah. during the class yeah. what everybody wants to do and so many people want to do sustainable fashion yeah. and I got involved as mm-hmm. well a little bit so um, yeah I think um, reading in the library or even like going to class gives some idea yeah. and then the half of it it's your work and um, yeah your work and like your direction but I think it starts for me, at least, it started a little bit um, on the course. Yeah. And. Um, what do you think? What would you say uh, is your biggest career highlight so far? But that is quite a tough one, uh, I think. Um, I'm not sure. I think there are a couple hmm. situations whenever I was in Africa that, in kind of you're in in the situations yeah. in a different environment that, kind of for them it's normal. Like for them, I mean mm. for. Um, whenever I was in Ghana, 
one time we ran out of um, fabric that um, we were supposed, well, actually we were having problem with protos, mm -hmm. so instead of making two protos, we ended up doing five, so eventually we ran out of um, fabric and um, we were panicking because the deadline was coming up and um, because um, it was the collection was based on more like African styles. Mm -hmm. um, you could easily source the fabric, but everywhere around us, everything was closed except like market. So yeah. basically, um, there was a lot of pressure, and I decided just to like go on the scooter and just like go around. <laughs> and um, I went ended up in this super busy market and. Um, had no idea which way to go so I started like asking if um, random people if they know uh, where to find the fabric and each time everybody was taking me to their like family or cousins to like <laughs> buy the fabric <laughs> oh. and, and every time I was saying no it's like totally different yeah. but they really wanted to, really wanted to sell <laughs> and help yeah. and sell and and just like chat and yeah. I was really pressured on time and then um, eventually I found a very similar fabric but mm -hmm. it was like I think hour of looking for things in heat and everything oh, and I gosh. thought I'm just taking it it uh, inmate and the, the process of developing was uh, actually finished but I think the the whole kind of um, situation of me being um, spitting on the scooter, like finding and meeting <laughs> yeah. hundred different people on the way, making friends. Um, Sounds yeah. like an adventure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like literally like in London, you just like go to the tube mm. and like go to the fabric store, and you know it was just very random. <laughs> but it all kind of worked out in the end, didn't it? Yeah, it, it yeah. did. I was actually um, happy to get out from factory as well. It's just like being there all the time. And, but otherwise, yeah, it was cool. As we're drawing to the end of the podcast, we would like to briefly give you all a few reminders about the activities we have coming up over the next couple of weeks. So firstly, we have the launch of our CV and cover letter e-learning module, um, which is taking place at the end of the month. You can access a prototype on Moodle at the moment, but the official launch will be happening at the end of the month. Yeah, and we also have uh, CV check drop-ins uh, on the 24th of October for final year part-time and postgraduate students. Uh, they will be 15-minute slots um, and also on the 31st of October for first and second year students and they are in preparation for the careers fair. Which is going to be happening on November the 2nd, so that's our big annual careers fair that we want everyone to attend. Um, we've got the recruitment agencies that will be attending in the morning, and then we have the brands fair happening in the afternoon. Yeah, so we've got some great companies, uh, including uh, Zalando, WGSN, uh, Netaporte, and Flannels. We also have Jimmy Choo attending on the day and Stella McCartney. Uh, Zalando and H&M will also be recruiting on the day, so don't forget to bring your CV, uh, which is really important. Yeah, uh, thanks Susanna for um, coming in for this podcast. Um, the next podcast will be about interview skills, which we'll be going backstage uh, at the careers fair to get advice about interview etiquette. Um, so thank you Susanna for taking part.